You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is a busy show, no question about it, to say the least. We welcome you another week of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. We are just two weeks away from Lions season opener against the Chicago Bears at Ford Field on September 13th. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Matt Derry with you on Locked On Lions, brought to you today by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Find us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks at Locked On Lions and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Please, if you're new to the podcast, subscribe uh, and join us so you get us every day on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes and also uh, follow us on Spotify. Coming up on the show today, the team held a you know, pretty much a controlled scrimmage on Saturday. And uh, uh, one name stood out, certainly. And also, we saw something from this controlled scrimmage that I think uh, bothers me a little bit about the defense. And I want to get into that, and we're going to hear from Corey Unlin, the uh, Lions defensive coordinator. There's some news around him. We're going to play you an audio clip from his media session on Sunday. And then Matt Patricia today confirmed something about Unlin. We're going to get all into that. Um, a fullback goes on IR, not a surprise there. Lions don't get Yannick and Gakwe. We'll get into that. Uh, it, it's a busy day. Busy show today uh, right here on Locked on Lions, again on this Monday. Uh, we're going to bring you five shows this week leading up to next week and then game week uh, coming up uh, next week. I, I can't even believe we're saying this, but we're here and we're getting closer. And give the Lions credit. They've done a great job with COVID protocols, uh, no positive tests. So far, so good uh, when it comes to um, that department. All right, so, you know, let's get into the there, – there's two big stories I think that I want to get into. Um, and one of them is that Matt Patricia confirmed it today, but this is something that Corey Unlin said on Sunday. Um, he was asked about uh, – the Lions' new defensive coordinator was asked about coaching on game day and whether he's going to be in the booth or, or the field. And he said, quote, I'll be on the field calling the defense, obviously, end quote. And it was like, oh, wait a minute. Um, that's, that's not obvious. That's a rather big, uh, uh, big telling point there. Um, and admittance, because last year, as, as we all know, while the Lions and Matt Patricia kept saying that Paul Pasqualoni was calling the defense, you watch the games, you see Patricia on the sidelines, you see him. Uh, have his chart over his mouth as he's calling plays, and you say, wait a minute, who's calling the defense here? Is it Coach P, who, by the way, got, of course, retired, but kind of got shoved out a little bit after a a lousy showing by this defense? Who's calling the defensive signals here? And both Unlin and Patricia had kind of declined to comment on who would be calling the defenses throughout the season. Matt Patricia has been a head coach for two years, but many have felt it's been his defense and that he's called the signals each and every down. So this morning, obviously, Patricia gets on his Zoom call with the media and was asked about it and said, quote, Corey and I had some great conversation before he jumped on the media Zoom with you guys yesterday. I knew that was going to be a topic that everybody wanted to talk about. 
Look, there's nothing really to hide here. Corey has been grinding away. He's our defensive coordinator. He's been working to understand everything that we're doing defensively and obviously has his input. Then he was pressed upon it, and Patricia continued. He's the defensive coordinator, but certainly the best part of it for me as the head coach, if I want to jump in on offense, special teams, or defense, I kind of have that ability at any time, which is always fun. It's really nothing more than that. We talked about it yesterday and said, look, they're probably going to ask, so just tell them we're going to be on the sidelines. We're an operation like normal, and we'll go forward from there. Um. So there you go. I I don't know. You know, it, it wasn't one hundred percent, but it sounded like Unlin said I'm going to be calling the plays, and Patricia said, "Hey, go ahead and say it." But then Patricia didn't really say it, right? And during training camp, the NFL has made sure that the media they're not allowed to tweet from the sidelines during training camp when they see schematic observations. But it sounds like Corey Undlin, former secondary coach in Philadelphia, who's never been a defensive coordinator before, this is going to be his call. This is going to be his defense. Maybe this means that it's going to be more of Matt Patricia's team. And like he said, maybe I jump in on offense. Maybe I jump in on special teams. Because quite honestly, for the first two years, whatever the Lions have done hasn't worked. So if you're going to hire a defensive coordinator and you're going to bring somebody in from Philadelphia, and obviously that's an elevated opportunity for Unlin, let him do his thing. I like this. If it's Corey Unlin's defense, let it be his defense. So I have no issue with this at all. I think it's good. I think it's good that the Lions have divulged this here on August 30th and 31st. Unlin speaking yesterday and Patricia speaking today. So I have no beef with this. I think it's the right call. This defense didn't work last year. It was 31st in the league, and Patricia was calling the shots. Let's be honest. So now he's bringing in a, 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 a and I'm, this is an ageism, a younger guy who seems to have some fresh ideas, who's coming from a different system, but similar, and is ready to do this. And Patricia's like, he's the guy. So, I like it. He's empowering his coaches, which I think this staff has made some major improvements over the past few years. When it was Jim Bob Cooter and and, uh, the the special teams uh, carousel and Paul Pasquale, it wasn't working. Now you've got Daryl Bevel, Corey Unlin, Braden Combs running special teams. Highly respected. And I think that's going to be a positive for the Lions. Now, Corey Unlin had some interesting comments about who what appears to be the starting cornerback uh, on the opposite side of Desmond Trufant. And I want to play you those comments next uh, after we tell you about rockauto.com. Who's looking for auto parts, but you don't want to leave the house? You don't want to go to the store? You don't want to go through the hassle, right? Best thing you can do then is go to rock, R-O-C-K, auto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cards, it's impossible to stock all your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. That's why you need to get all this done at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers, not at Rock Auto. 
All right, they're a family-owned business. They've served auto parts customers online for 20 years. And the great thing about it is you get uh, uh, body parts and auto parts from hundreds of different manufacturers, and they're all priced the same. They're not giving some professional one price to do it yourself or another. Uh-uh, not at all. Always reliably low prices. That's what you want. You want a good product at a low price. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And then when you're on the website, just write Lockdown in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. All right? The catalog is easy, unique, and remarkably easy to navigate online. It's great. Again, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, so defensive coordinator Corey Unlin of the Detroit Lions uh, was pressed a little bit yesterday. Most of his press conference yesterday was surrounding the cornerback situation. Jeff Okuda is the Lions' third overall selection and first-round pick. Yet, he's a backup and was a backup on Saturday in the team's uh, controlled scrimmage. And he continues to have footing problems. And as Corey Unlin pointed out the other day, Yesterday, Okuda's been on the ground seven times. Listen to Corey Unlin talk about starter for right now, second-year man out of Penn State, Amani Oruwarie, as he has asked this question by Kyle Meinke of MLive, this courtesy of DetroitLions.com. My, my, my second question for you was on Oruwarie. I think with all the focus that is paid on Jeff, like some of the things that, uh, that he's done, Oruwarie, mm-hmm gone and kind of maybe overlooked just curious yeah. if you've seen progress and if you do have to go to him in week one how how ready is he for that assignment oh he's more than ready i would say i mean we're not to that point we haven't made that decision yet um very very impressed uh with where he is at um the things that he's done this far uh he doesn't look he looks like a seasoned veteran right now um and everything that he's doing so i'm really pleased with where he's at I'm not making any assumptions on what we're going to do in two weeks, but I'm very happy with him, um, and he's played very well. He's not played perfect. Um, if you guys were out there yesterday, I mean, two balls down there in the red zone, very cont- great contested by him, um, two great throws by the quarterback, and then great catches by both those wideouts, but um, very pleased with where he's at. He's going to help us. All right, so there is Corey Unlin of the Lions, defensive coordinator, talking about uh, Jeffrey Okuda and Amani Oruwarie uh, to an extent. More than ready to start, if need be. Listen, folks, <clears throat> I'm going to try. I'm going to try to take into consideration that there's been no preseason games, and Unlin is correct. He didn't say this on the clip that you heard, but he talked about Okuda earlier, and he did say, listen, he didn't have a minicamp. He didn't have OTAs. He hasn't been on the field. I'm going to really, really try to have patience with this situation, and I think Jeffrey Okuda has a chance to be a really good player. He is a good player. He was a really good player in college, and he's behind, not his fault. It's because of COVID. But if they open the season... September 13th against the Bears, and this kid's not on the field, then, then, then there's going to be problems. And I'm telling you why. You don't keep swinging and missing on top 10 picks. You can't. You can't. 
And I'm not saying the Lions should have drafted this guy or that guy. I'm not playing this game on August 31st. But I am waving a white flag a little bit here, and I'm pressing the siren button. Amanio Ruarie looks like a seasoned veteran out there. He's only in his second year. He barely played last year. Now, again, he ha- he's advanced. He's had more time in the Lions system. He's had more NFL practices. He had a mini camp himself last season, a, a training camp, all that stuff, preseason games. But you drafted this kid third overall. Okay, you drafted the tight end eighth overall the year before. This team needs to win games. This team feels like it's getting better. I'm not saying the division is there for the taking. And we'll talk about Yannick and Gakwe and all that in a second. You drafted him third overall. He's going to be on the bench to start the season? Well, the cornerback spot is such a difficult transition. Uh, stop. You knew that there was a pandemic in April when you had the draft. The Lions knew that. Don't let them off the hook if this kid turns out to be a bench warmer the first few weeks. I, I'm all for Oruarie getting reps, and you're going to need extra cornerback help. I know Mike Ford uh, hurt himself the other day. There's, I, I get it. But they're going to start the year, and the number three overall pick is going to be on the bench? Is Joe Burrow not starting for the Bengals? Because he hasn't had practice time? I, I, it's a concern. It's a concern. I'm not bashing Jeff Okuda. I'm not saying he's finished. The kid's a rookie. Maybe this is a, a light, a, a, a lighting of the seat a little bit. Maybe this is lighting a fire under his butt. But you got everybody in Allen Park talking about Amani Oruwari as your starting cornerback opposite of Desmond Trufant with Justin Coleman in the slot. Except you drafted a guy number three overall. <laughs> Jeff Okuda's at the 15th pick. He's not a second rounder. He's the third overall pick. He's got to play. I, 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 like I said, I, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to take all this into consideration. I just, this is troublesome. Kid can't stay on his feet. And the other guy is, sounds like a seasoned veteran, according to Corey Unlin. Now, again, Unlin did the right thing, not making any predictions, not even telling you who's starting. Heck, the Lions are playing the Bears September 13th, and the Bears aren't even going to tell the Lions who their starting quarterback is. We're talking about one cornerback. We're not talking about the quarterback. The Bears are keeping that from the Lions. Hey, Wouldn't it just be so Lion-esque, though, to draft a guy number three and he's like not playing? <laughs> Sorry, that, that would be Lion-esque. Locked on Lions for a Monday. Uh, we got to talk about the Ngakwe move. We got to tell you about Saturday's scrimmage and uh, who the, there was a star that was not, not no surprise um, who one of the stars was, but there was also somebody else who really, really stepped up and impressed the coaches. Uh, so much so that they made him available to the media today. Uh, we'll tell you who that is uh, coming up next here on Locked On Lions.
Matt Derry with you on this Monday. Hope everybody's having a terrific uh, Monday and feeling very, very good. All right, we talked about Okuda, Unlin, and Oruwarie and all that. Uh, not a surprise today. The Lions uh, have another injury. Uh, you're going to have injuries during training camp, but Nick Bauden, the fullback, is has been placed on injured reserve and actually was uh, cut loose by the Lions. Could be brought back um, at another time. But... Um, it appears, at least right now, that if the Lions are going to use a fullback, uh, that is going to be Jason Cabinda, the linebacker, who's been getting some work at fullback. But this morning, the uh, Lions announced that uh, Nick Bauden, uh, the third time in three years he's been placed in injured reserve, and the second time uh, during training camp. Um so right now the Lions have turning are turning to converted linebacker Jason Cabinda, uh, who made the transition. So the team also re-signed Oliver Sagapolu, the um, undrafted rookie free agent out of Wisconsin. Uh, the nose tackle is back on the roster, but I, I just the way I look at this Lions team is I don't see a, a ton of use of the fullback unless there's short yardage situations or goal to go. I don't. I think the Lions want to use multiple running backs. I think the Lions want to use Jamal Agnew in a way to get him some touches. The team is loaded at wide receiver. And I just don't see a ton of use for a linebacker. But a guy like Cabinda might now have just made the 53-man roster because he'd be the only fullback they have and need um, if that were to take place. The one thing about Saturday's controlled scrimmage, which I think is very exciting is that the Lions got a chance to see in space what rookie running back and sixth round pick, fifth round pick Jason Huntley will look like. And he thrived. Every time he touched the ball on Saturday, he was running away from people. And all of a sudden today, the Lions made Huntley available to the media. Now, again, I don't know if the beat writers asked for him. I don't know, if, you know, because sometimes they want write, to run certain, write certain pieces on certain players. But he had a big day on Saturday. And you look at the Lions' depth chart, and you see an injury to DeAndre Swift. He finally got back to practice today. Bo Scarborough got back a little bit today. You've got on Johnson, who's always hurt, and you've got to hope, knock on wood, that he isn't. Uh, Jonathan Williams, Ty Johnson, uh, Jason Huntley, so the Lions have uh, certainly a lot of running back options on this roster. But Huntley, in game situation, as close to a game situation as you can get in a controlled 11-on-11 scrimmage. But Saturday, he made plays. He made plays in the running game. He made plays in the passing game. Now, again, Stafford threw three touchdowns. Kenny Galladay caught a couple of them. Um, he was a monster on Saturday. And that's what we should expect from Galladay. But watch out for this rookie, Jason Huntley. He It sounds like he's going to make it. And I know a lot of people are doing roster projections and, and everything else, but you know, there's nothing like live games. There's nothing like whatever is the closest thing to a, a game situation. And so Huntley getting that opportunity um, and shining is a good sign. It is. It's, it's a very good sign. So they like his speed, and the Lions need some playmakers. And if DeAndre Swift's not healthy and Huntley can get out there and do his thing, fantastic.
You know, it, it only adds more to this offense where the defense wouldn't have to be this great. The offense can outscore people. Um, final thing, I know a lot of Lions fans were very disappointed to wake up uh, Sunday morning and read that the Minnesota Vikings send a second-round pick and a conditional fifth-round pick, which could be moved up to a third or fourth, depending on his performance. But Yannick Ngakwe has been acquired by the Vikings from the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is one of the preeminent defensive ends and pass rushers in the league who's been unhappy about being in Jacksonville, has been asked, has asked out of Jacksonville. And Lion fans yesterday were like, how come we didn't get him? How come the Lions couldn't trade for him? And again, he's going to make about... Uh, Ngakwe was scheduled to make close to $15, 16000000 million, but I think he's only going to make 8 or 9 this year and play on a one-year tag, or they brought his number down, whatever, and he, I think he was fine with it, at least for this season, to, in order to fit him under the cap in Minnesota. But listen, Lions fans, you got to remember something. Google Yannick Ngakwe and read about his Twitter feud with Shad Khan's son, the owner of the Jaguars, who's like team president. The Lions aren't adding anybody that's going to get in any Twitter feuds, okay? That's not the Bob Quinn way. You think the Lions are going to go out and get a guy that's bitching about his organization on social media? That's the, those are the guys that they've broomed out of here. Remember that. Could the Lions use Yannick Ngakwe on the field? Of course. Does it hurt that Yannick Ngakwe is going to join Daniil Hunter in Minnesota to wreak havoc on Matthew Stafford twice a year? You bet. But the Lions' way and the way they do things and the Patriot way, they've eliminated the distractions. They've eliminated the locker room cancers in their mind, whether you think they are or not. So Yannick Ngakwe wasn't wasn't coming to Detroit. Wasn't coming to Detroit. That wasn't something that the... It's not the Lions' fit. Could, could... He help? Oh, yeah. Of course. Absolutely. He could help. But that's not that's not what the Lions do. So I'll leave it at that. All right, that'll do it for a Monday, a busy show here on Locked on Lions, uh, proudly brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. We'll do it all again tomorrow.